0: Chair, staff is ready when you are. Great, thank you. All right, good evening and welcome to the August 18th, 2022 Active Transportation Commission meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum?
1: Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Brazel. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Buen Rostro. Present. Thank you. Commissioner Carpenter. Is absent. Commissioner Granville. Present. Thank you. Commissioner Harris. Present. Thank you. Commissioner Heim. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Hopp.
2: Here.
1: Thank you. Commissioner Ward Waller will be absent tonight. Vice Chair Pollins? Here. Thank you. Chair Dewar-Westbrook? Present. Thank you, we
0: have a quorum. Wonderful. Uh, This meeting is virtual via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, use the raise your hand feature to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you're online, click on raise your hand at the bottom of your screen. If you're joining via the mobile app, you could raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have three minutes to speak once you are called on and we'll now proceed to today's agenda. Starting with the land acknowledgement, please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. The original people of this land, the Nisanon people the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Patuan Wintu peoples and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions and lives. Next we'll move to the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You can now be seated. Okay our first business today is approval of the consent calendar madam clerk are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar
1: thank you chair i have no speakers with their hands raised for this item
0: thank you are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item
2: move to approve the consent calendar
0: Thank you, Commissioner Hopt. A second. Thank you, Commissioner Haim. Great. So I have a motion by Commissioner Hopt and a second by Commissioner Haim. Uh, will the clerk please call the roll for a vote?
1: Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote. Commissioner Brazel? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Rostro. Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Carpenter is absent. Commissioner Granville. Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Harris. Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Heim. Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Hopp. Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair Pollins.
3: I abstain uh, as I was absent last month and my apologies to the commissions.
1: Thank you. Chair Dewar Westbrook. Aye. Thank you. Motion passes.
0: All right. Let's see. Okay, now I always get myself all mixed up with this script. All right. Okay, the next item I believe is the staff report all right there we go <laughs> all right uh we will now proceed um so sorry to the discussion ca- calendar item three is the commission staff report is there a staff presentation
4: chair do a book yes there is <laughs> that was rough (laughs) it's like monday but not it's okay Um, my name is jennifer donlin wyatt i am the city's transportation planning manager and staff to the commission thank you so much for having me i have a couple of items to update you on Um, the first is um we have a new staff member who's going to be joining us on a regular jeff gelsma jeff can you turn on your camera please great everybody please meet jeff jeff is a transportation planner who joined our team in july Um, And we'll be working with me on staffing the commission. Jeff, I didn't know if you wanted, I'm putting you on the spot and apologies, but I didn't know if you wanted to say anything or say hello. Oh,
5: it's quite all right. Uh, It's wonderful to meet everyone and I look
6: forward
4: to working with you all. Great. So uh, you'll see Jeff every month along with me um, and we'll be helping with the staff report and the agendas. Um, So welcome to Jeff. The other thing is we we have two vacant positions on my team that are advertising right now. Uh, for two more transportation planners it's available open the position to open until September 28th. I will share that information out publicly so that we can recruit uh, folks to join our team. Um, the other thing I wanted to let you know about is that we're moving forward with um, some traffic signal improvements so that they, the signals detect uh, people bicycling, And so we're moving forward with nine of them right now. Um, they are 47th and J, 53rd and H, American River University. Elder Creek and Sun River, Fruit Ridge and Lawrence, and University, La, R- La Riviera and Occidental, Folsom and 39th and Semler and Arena. Um, and they're based on complaints or concerns that we've gotten through 311. Uh, I encourage the commission to work with your constituent with folks in your, in your areas. So let us know if there are traffic signals that do not detect, detect bicycles. Uh, we don't have a big budget. This is actually a culmination of two and a half years of budget in nine locations. We had a challenge with um, equipment supplies. I'm sure you know the pandemic's been hard to get things. But I wanted to let you know that those are moving forward and through because I think that's pretty exciting. But not worthy of a staff report, not that big. So we're going to put it in, in this. And then last but not least, I wanted to reaffirm with everybody that the um, the rules for the commission are or commissioners are that if you have any questions or concern about efforts that the city has, that you need to go through staff. So please come through me. Uh, you all have my email address uh or jeff as well who you will have his email address soon and then we can direct you to the appropriate folks within the city um and so with that that is my staff report i'm happy to take any questions thank you so much wonderful thanks so much jennifer Um, madam
0: clerk are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item
1: thank you chair i have no hands raised for this item
0: okay all right, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? And I see a hand from Commissioner Rostro. go ahead.
7: Just a quick question, Jennifer, can you go over the list of uh, traffic signals that are, that are going to be fixed?
4: Yeah, sorry, I know it's a long list that I was gonna put a slide together and I just ran out of hours in the day. It is 47th and J Streets, 53rd and H, American River and University, Elder Creek and Sun River, Fruit Ridge and Lawrence, Howe and University, La Riviera and Occidental, Folsom and 39th, and Stemler and Arena. Is that good? I lost you. There you are. Great.
0: Wonderful. Okay, are there any additional questions from commissioners on the staff report? Well, I was personally very excited to hear you're getting additional staff. Um, <laughs> I know there's a, a, some big shoes to fill after losing Drew. So uh, I'm really excited to, to see that your team is continuing to grow. Um, that is exciting. And you said um, the positions are posted online. So if folks are interested, they can go to the city's mm-hmm. website.
4: Yes, Chair Duer Westbrook. The position is actually an administrative analyst transportation. That's our official classification. Um, so if you search under administrative analyst, you'll find the positions. Perfect. Thanks so much. Okay. Well, this
0: item is received in file, so no vote is required. We'll now move on to the next item. Uh, the next item is item four, transportation corridor program, 34th Street rehabilitation and West El Camino Avenue rehabilitation rehabilitation projects. Sorry y'all I cannot speak or, or find my place on the agenda tonight um, but is there a staff presentation?
8: Yes there is. Um, good evening Chair Dor Westbrook, Vice Chair Paulens, Active Transportation Commissioners and my dear colleague Jennifer dolan Um, My name is Judy matsui Drury and I'm the supervising engineer for our city's um, civil electrical design group and um, in the Department of Public Works. And thank you for allowing us to present to the commission the city's 2022 transportation corridor program projects. Um, I'm not the actual person doing the presentation, I'm doing the entree into uh, one of our new rising stars, um, our new civil uh, assistant engineer that we recently hired, Kelly Lacey. And I just want to hand it off to her and give her a couple minutes to tee up (laughs) probably her present, the PowerPoint presentation um, right now and bring her camera up. So, anyway, thank you for having us. I'm going to hand it off to Kelly.
9: Thank you, Judy. Good evening, everybody. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to meet you, the Commission. Um, Thank you, Madam Chair, for the recognition. Uh, As Judy said I am the new assistant civil engineer here to present these projects to you guys introduce them as part of the transportation corridor program. I'm going to share my screen I don't care if that's okay. All righty. Just to say, Madam Chair, I can't see your face. So any signals you give me, <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> so I <laughs> have I'll you. make
0: them verbal. I'll make okay. them verbal.
9: <laughs> Thank you. Bear with me, please. As this is my first presentation, so I'm hoping to do well for you. Okay, so first I want to introduce, as Judy said, the West El Camino Avenue and 34th Street projects presented to you. We're gonna get started here. So the transfer, the city's transportation corridor program has evolved over the past few years as a streamlined effort to implement active transportation elements within the city street network while prioritizing areas identified for pavement rehab needs. So this program is funded by Senate Bill 1, SB 1, and Road Maintenance Rehabilitation Account Funds. This corridor project applies a rehabilitation strategy to improve pavement conditions, address safety concerns, integrate active transportation elements, and apply upgraded technology solutions. So this year, three roadway corridors were identified for resurfacing as far as the transportation corridor program. This includes 34th Street from Fifth Avenue to Trekkie Way, West El Camino Avenue from Truxell Road to Northgate Boulevard. Um, Del Paso Boulevard was presented to this commission back in March. So this presentation will not include that Corridor. We'll only be discussing 34th and West El Camino. So the project limits, as mentioned for the West El Camino Rehab Project, are from Truckee Road to Northgate Boulevard, crossing right over Nino's Parkway. Um, it's a two to four lane or two year road with center left turn two excuse me center two way left turn lanes. It's a residential and commercial corridor that gets about 18,000 cars on average a day. It has real wide travel lanes, as you'll see in the next slide. And this road was identified with pavement maintenance needs based on feedback from the city maintenance. So let me get my laser pointer up so I can, you guys can see what I'm talking about. So as you can see, wide turn lanes here, or excuse me, wide travel lanes here. This is Ninos Parkway here. So we've kind of received complaints about speeding down this roadway. And there's no direct path currently across the street for pedestrians to get across the parkway. And I'll mention the improvements to that later in the, stick a pin in that later on in the presentation. So the proposed improvements to this project include reducing the wide travel lanes to city standard to accommodate buffered class two bike lanes, improve traffic signals at these intersections seen here by these triangles, uh, with video detection and CCTV, Enhanced pedestrian crossing in Ninos Parkway with bull and some other improvements to be mentioned later, and pavement rehabilitation all along the corridor. This project also adds green bike lanes in conflict areas. Here, this is Truxell Road, bike lane improvements here, and this intersection is Stone Creek Drive and West El Camino. Madam Chair, please let me know if I'm going too fast. My nerves are making me speak. Kind oh, of. <laughs> no, you're all good. You're, you're going at a great pace. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Some other proposed improvements include, oh, excuse me. This is at Ninos Parkway. This is more of a rotational area of view as showed in the previous slide. So proposed enhancements here are a pedestrian refuge island, high visibility pavement markings, bulb outs, and pedestrian lighting. There will not be a rapid excuse me, a rectangular rapid flashing beacon here. Um, if you have a question, I can answer that in the, the presentation. I do have an answer for that. I'll the plans for it so you can see where the bulb outs will be and the pedestrian refuge island here. Introducing the next project is a 34th Street rehabilitation project. The limits of this are from Fifth Avenue up to Trekkie Way. This road gets about 10,000 cars a day. Right here is Sacramento Charter High School. And there are also wide travel lanes on the street, no dedicated bike lanes at this time. And there is parking along, I believe this is the, the western side of the street, not in front of the school or anyway, probably more down here. Just to give a view of this area about where 34th street is this is sac high sacramento charter high school over here to the east and you can see where the parking is here this will be one of the intersections discussed later here where this stop sign is so <clears throat> excuse me the proposed improvements for the 34th street project are to restripe to add class 2 bike lanes um, do some pavement rehabilitation in the complete project limits and relocate this bus stop here. There are some bulb outs going in at this intersection so regional transit will will, will move excuse me sorry nerves guys. move this bus stop down a little bit to accommodate for those bulb outs. So the intersection I highlighted in that first, aerial, or the, excuse me, that first photo, there'll be bulb outs here at W Street and bulb outs here at X Street, where we'll be installing a rectangular rapid flashing beacon for better crossing across that street, or excuse me, across 34th Street. So this is a map kind of overviewing where 34th Street Rehab Project will be, as well as some other projects. So the new bike lanes on 34th Street will make a great connection to other projects in the works. To the north, you'll notice that this project stops right at Truckee Way. That's because, excuse me, right before it gets under the freeway, that's because conflicts are going on currently with Highway 50. However, we're kicking off another resurfacing project on T Street, which will improve the bike lane connections through the Stockton Boulevard intersection. And as part of that, we'll complete the bike lane improvements on 34th to connect to T., And then the 34th Street bike lanes will also connect a series of complete street projects on Broadway, these three here, excuse me, all of which will reduce travel lanes and install buffered bike lanes. These projects will all work together to make significant improvements for bike connectivity. Both of these projects will begin construction this month with both of them hopefully, hopefully ending construction in October of this year. 34th Street Rehab construction cost is about $1.2 million, and for West El Camino will be about $1.5 million. The 34th Street Rehab project contract was awarded to Martin Brothers Construction, and West El Camino was awarded to All-American Construction. We want to thank Doc, uh, excuse me, Doc and Engineering for the design support on 34th, and SOMIS for support on West El Camino. City staff will be managing and inspecting, excuse me, inspecting this project during construction. This team includes Josh Warner, Jeff Beener, Matt Johns, John Matoba, and myself. Whew, this includes, or excuse me, concludes my presentation. Thank you all for your ears. Um, I'm open for any questions and any I can't answer, I'll pass over to Judy. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kelly. Really appreciate your
0: presentation. No need to be nervous. I think you did a fantastic job. I think we're all just stumbling over our words today, it seems. So having a real case of the Mondays. Um, but anyways, I think yeah, you did a great job. Um, but before we move to commissioner questions, um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
1: Thank you, Chair. I do have one hand raised from Nick Mayer. Meyer, I'm sorry.
10: I am giving you the ability to speak right now. Hi, uh, Nick Meyer. Um, So I live on uh, 34th Street. Uh, Most of this looks really good to me. I bike and I walk on the street almost daily. Um, The one question I guess I would have, and maybe it's too late, but... I feel like it's a big missed opportunity to not have a crosswalk on V Street uh, where it crosses 34th. Um, sorry, I should have specified it was 34th. I guess it's two different streets. But um, if if anybody observes that, there's basically very frequent traffic in and out of the neighborhood, pedestrian traffic, that crosses at those corners anyway, and it creates some problematic conflicts because there's not a crosswalk there you have to walk a block or two which sounds reasonable if you're driving but it's a little less reasonable if you're walking a block out of your way Uh, that's all i have thank you
1: thank you for your comment chair i have no other speakers with their hands raised on this item thank you
0: thank you um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? And I already see two hands. I uh, will start with uh, commissioner Harris.
5: Hey, Kelly. I just want to say fantastic presentation. It was really, really well done. And um, I'm a little jealous uh, from district two. I was, I understand that Del Paso Boulevard. Uh, it was late to the. Didn't get a presentation. Will we be getting a presentation as this is going forward? Or is it just. Um, a little bit too late since we're already moving into the construction period. I know it may have already been covered. So I was just jealous of this amazing presentation that we got to see you did such a great job.
8: I don't know, Kelly, if you want me to answer that or there was, we actually, uh, we had city staff that actually already did a, um, Commissioner Harris. Uh, We had city staff that already did a presentation in March. Otherwise we would have included it in this project, but um, it was- I understand.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> great thank you so much
0: okay great uh, thank you uh judy um, commissioner hi
11: hi kelly welcome um just a quick question did you i saw that there was a rt dot on your um, slide but i was wondering if you already knew where the rt stop would be moved just for the kids sake
9: Judy, I think I can answer this one. Thank you, Commissioner Heim. To my understanding, the bus stop will only be moved about 50 feet away from where it currently is. That bull out is going to take some of that space, and that bus will need to have some space to go and stop. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's not going too far or across the street or anything, just a little bit more down the street. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure.
11: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, thanks, Commissioner Heim. Does anyone else have questions? I mean, I have like a a list of questions, but I don't wanna spend uh, the time if folks are interested in having further discussion. Well, you know, I'll do it. I'll give you an opportunity to respond. (laughs) Kelly, I know you said you're prepared and ready. Um, Just a few questions I had. Um, So I saw in the staff report that the speed limit is uh, posted at 25 miles per hour. I'm curious if when your team was out there actually observing um, the roadway, if you found that people were traveling much higher than that, Um, and if so, did that influence some of the decisions you all made around what type of bicycle facility that you're going to be including in the project?
8: I'm going to answer that. I might actually ask uh, Jennifer to chime in on that one because okay. as, as interesting as it sounds, when we when these corridors are selected and prioritized, there's a team, mm-hmm. and Jennifer's part of that team that uses a myriad of different metrics, and one of these things they look at are the, the volumes, the road condition, mm-hmm. the gap in the infrastructure, and obviously the travel speed and if you're referring to the 25 mile per hour you must be talking about 34th street i think is correct sorry
0: yeah yeah, this was a two for so i guess my i was hoping to focus on 34th and then i had a couple questions for el camino as well
4: okay so yeah judy i'll take that one thank you so yes uh chairdoer westbrook when we were selecting um projects for the corridor program that have multiple benefits and this was one of the multiple benefit projects we looked at the the posted uh, speed limits we looked at the vehicle volumes and it fell within our acceptable range for a bike lane It also is something that um, these are quick projects right so they were intended to be inexpensive and done quickly. And so the, the typical bike lane is what we can do with that mm-hmm. effort. We can't do anything more significant. Otherwise, we would have to go out and get a grant. So that's why 34th is a bike lane.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I think you probably know where I was going to go next. Is like, can we? I mean, we're going in front of a school. There's lots of businesses that community members are trying to, you know, access. And so, yeah, kind of wanting to know. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's any opportunity now. Um, but, yeah, why, you know, something with more protection wasn't put on the table, I guess, um, for this particular
4: project. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a grant, per. so that makes it a grant program, and that's going to make it 8 to 15 to 20 years before something like that can get built. Whereas when we couple our complete streets efforts, whether it's a quick Vision Zero effort, or it's like the 34th Street bike lane project, in order for us to get it done within a year or so, um, It it has to be something relatively simple and relatively inexpensive that we can do with a little bit of dollars that we have in house. Otherwise, um, our children will be seeing the construction. Oh, yeah.
0: Frustrating response, but yeah. Hear you? I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I guess on the lines of like um, something that can be done quickly, um, I was. Kind of going. I've, I've traveled this corridor before, but I had to refresh myself um, on, you know, you know exactly all the different things around it. But I was curious if there was any opportunity to do some type of creative crosswalk on Third, Be Fourth, and Why. Um, I noticed you have a church there, you have the charter school, um, and maybe it could be a really um, interesting opportunity to do some placemaking. Um, with paint, that is, you know, not expensive. Um, but it does seem like quite a large intersection. Um, and yeah, I was just curious. Obviously, there doesn't need to be a response now, but just wanted to throw that, uh, that
4: idea yeah, out there. I um, can actually provide a response, Chair. Um, sorry, Kelly and Judy, but we created the crosswalk guidance, so I'm more than happy <laughs> to, to fill you in. Um, the city actually doesn't implement creative crosswalks. We created a program. For others to come in and okay. apply for a permit to do that so if it's the neighborhood association or some other organization that wants to do it we now have a fantastic process yeah. and we encourage folks to do that but uh, the last thing that we want to do is have yes. people who are not artists or yeah. are critics paint our streets trying to create art on the streets just not not something that's in our skill set
0: okay totally makes sense well it sounds like we had some neighbors on the call so now you've heard um uh, for jennifer about this um, this great program that now exists. So just want to put it out there because there's, yeah, it seems like a few intersections that would be good candidates um, for that program. Um, okay, this one, I think this one could be for you, Kelly. Um, it has to do with the intersection at 34th and 5th um, near the park um, and wanting to know if you could maybe go over what the specific improvements are for that intersection again. Um, And I guess I'm just asking, I've I've had a near miss situation in that intersection. So wanting to know if there's any enhancements that um, are going to be made to that specific intersection or if it's going to be a paint again.
8: Do you want to help you out with that Kelly? I don't have the plans right in front of me at the moment, but it's, pretty much um, uh, just uh, resurfacing and then probably refreshing the crosswalks. We're doing some curb ramp improvements at the um, adjacent to the park side, because I think that was an area we saw that there was an ADA ramp that needed a little love there. And so that's included as part of the scope of the project. And so we are having our own city crews in advance of the project. that have actually just been doing them recently, installing some of those curb ramps, um, putting the yellow tactile dome strips at those corners um, as the contractor is getting started here very shortly. But that's that's really largely it. Did you did you want to express kind of what your <laughs> yeah. concern was? Yeah, just, I mean, if you are, if you go
0: on Google Maps, you can actually see that people are doing sideshows within that particular intersection. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm getting some head nods from Kelly. Maybe you're aware of this particular situation, but... You know, you have that. There's quite a lot of community events that are at the park itself. A lot of, you know, families bring their young kids to the intersections. We've got people going to McGeorge. There's just a lot of traffic over there. And I think if there's uh, maybe any opportunity in the future to, to put a little bit more investment to that particular intersection, um, I, would, I would really encourage you all to, to look into that. Um, but um, yeah, it seems like you're, aware, you're kind of addressing some of the ADA issues already. So I think that's, that's great to hear. Um, But, yeah, just wanted to flag that uh, particular intersection because I saw just at the very end of your project, so um, that was there, and then I think the last question was already kind of brought up um, around additional improvements that are going to be made under Highway 50, so I was curious why that wasn't happening right now with the project, but it seems like they're in the works, um, just happening at a later date, so that's great as well. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Sorry. So it's always hard to like remember who, who do the questions get directed to specifically. Um, let's see. On the, um, West El Camino project. Um, I, my, I only have two questions there. One, um, is there any opportunity by the city to kind of reduce speeds in this project?
8: Um, yeah. Um, I have to say that speed reductions not really in my purview. I think that's colors. yeah, that's. I mean, we we put in will design and implement traffic calming treatments as identified, as mentioned, as part of this uh, our transportation corridor program. In terms of reducing speed, that's usually a function of when doing speed surveys. I think we just we wouldn't legally just determine a lower speed to get people to drive uh, slower, so, um, but I can, I can make note that you're interested in that yeah. kind of feedback. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. That would be great. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Um, and yeah, I mean, similarly, um, was curious if the selection of a class two with a buffer was because of, you know, that the current ADT and the, um, vehicle speed on the roadway, a class two is what's identified
8: by, I guess the city is what, what's appropriate. And it, um, yeah. oh, sorry, and it, it kind of goes to parlay off of what Jennifer had mentioned. It's, it's kind of a myriad of different um, opportunities. We look at the existing condition and we measure how, we'd like to get projects out because people want to see projects built. But honestly, mm-hmm. some of these projects, it's, I know it's It's frustrating. Um, it's hard to believe sometimes, but they do take a long time. The more complicated they get, just we have to go through a lot of um, regulatory requirements. Usually there's more stakeholders. Usually the state gets involved. It, it becomes much more complicated and it becomes very costly. And so it's balanced. We balance the more complex projects with projects that we can deliver um, sooner. And so West El Camino and 34th Street were those you know, projects that we wanted to have the, let the community have a benefit sooner and mm-hmm. something that could fit within the road right away. When we have to start digging into adding more curb gutter sidewalk, that's, or adding more traffic signals, that's when things start to get more, you know, much more expensive. And then we have to find more money to, to build those. And then we have fewer projects to deliver because we only have so much mm-hmm. money. But so the buffered bike lanes was something that we could, fit within the roadway and then we identified key you know we tried to improve the safety at the uh, major signalized intersections Mm -hmm. with the video detection and the ccdv cameras and Mm -hmm. upgrade some of the infrastructure there and then also the big benefit is that nino's parkway trail crossing and putting those Mm -hmm. pedestrian enhancements there so
0: yeah wonderful yeah no i really appreciate that and adding in that extra detail i think yeah I'm aware of all that, I just, you know, I, I want to continue to push, you know, the city to put, you know, design and build facilities that, you know, will promote all ages and abilities, um, and, I, you know, some, even a buffer is better than just a simple bike lane, but um, it does still seem like there's quite a lot of vehicles um, traveling on this roadway, and so maybe it's something um, that can be monitored, um, you know, after this project is in place, if, uh, maybe something with some uh, additional vertical protection um, would would better serve the, the neighbors. Um, but thank you both so much. I've spent quite a lot of time. And I know we have a packed agenda. Um, so I really appreciate your presentation. Um, and I'm very excited to see both these projects, um, you know, be built in the next month or so. It sounds, they're coming quickly. Usually we hear about stuff that's way down the line. So thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, um, this item is review and provide comments. So no vote is required. We will move on to the next item. Uh, the next item is item five, safe streets and roads for all grant application. Is there a staff presentation?
4: Chair Dewar, rest book. Yes, there is. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Jennifer Donley Wyatt, your transportation planning manager here uh one of two of my presentations this evening the first one is on the safe streets and road roads for all uh marysville boulevard grant application so i um i'd love to i want to do a show of hands like who knows marysville boulevard i think everyone should know marysville boulevard right north sacramento um and i took i went we were searching the history archives it used to this photo is from 1964. It used to be a lovely two lane roadway that was almost like a main street feel. Currently today, it's a five lane roadway um, with uh, very different types of businesses um, and it's struggling economically, commercially. It's uh, also one of the five corridors in the city of Sacramento with the highest numbers of severe injuries and fatalities. Um, So we are applying for the Safe Streets for All um, grant application. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this grant program is um, through the Biden Infrastructure Bill, to shorten the name so normal people know what it is, um, and it's a new grant program, and the grant program is has five goals, right? Promote safety, employ low-cost, high-impact strategies, ensure equitable investment, incorporate evidence. I'm like, I'm a little bummed that Commissioner Carpenter isn't here because she is our safety expert. Well, she's Caltrans, a safety expert, has a lot of experience in this area, but we're incorporating evidence-based projects and strategies, and we're aligning with the U.S. DOT's priorities for equity, climate sustainability, job creation, economic strength, and global, I don't know about global competitiveness, but if we can get Marysville Boulevard to be globally competitive, I think that's a good thing. Um, and so when this grant opportunity came forward, we looked at, well, what are our good candidates for this project? And many of you know that we started our Vision Zero program in 2017, and during that, that, that process, we discovered the five corridors with the highest numbers of severe injuries and fatalities in Sacramento. They also happen to be in our most under-resourced communities as well. So we we'll start up north, Marysville Boulevard, El Camino, Broadway, Stockton, Lower Stockton, and Florin Road. And, and um, we wanted we wanted to look at, okay, well, which one? Why Marysville Boulevard? Well, um, we funded here we funded Florin Road, so that is funded and it's in design. And Judy's team, who you just worked with, will be uh, delivering that project soon and that includes uh, improvements where the light rail station is, improvements near Luther Burbank High School, uh, and a lot of Luther Burbank kids take light rails to get to school and they also walk to school. And so this is a really exciting traffic safety project that is funded. The other one that's funded is a portion of the Broadway Stockton leg. So what is funded is Broadway between MLK and Stockton Uh, this is actually another corridor program project where we're using our repeating budget the money the gas tax dollars that we get to put the street back differently and so we're going to put putting it back with the planned road diet um and this is an urgent need i don't know if you remember there were three fatalities that happened there this winter uh different instances and so not only is it a top five but it continues to be problematic for the city so we're moving forward with that well we didn't want to move forward with stockton yet we're not quite ready um it's, more com- it's a complex project. However, we are moving forward to seek funding for design and environmental clearance because we know that Stockton Boulevard is gonna require federal dollars and federal dollars requires a, uh, a more complex design and environmental clearance process because we'll need to have NEPA clearance. So then we go up north, El Camino, another top five corridor, it, um, it's a great candidate. However, um, it requires that we have the ability to do 10 foot travel links in order to make those improvements. 10 foot travel lanes are not in the city's uh, toolbox yet. However, we will be visiting um, and updating our street design standards later this year. And of course that will come before you when we do that. Um, at that point, we hope that we're able to leverage that and, and find room in the toolbox where those 10 foot travel lanes and then El Camino can happen. So left us with Marysville and not that we're being left with Marysville, it is a great, great project. Um, and so, and it's ready for the next phase. So, um, if you don't remember, because I I can't remember Leslie Mantimeo, who was the project manager for the Vision Zero Top Five corridor plan. When she came, she presented all five at once, and the commissioner was like, "Oof, that's a lot." Um, it was a very long meeting. Um, but Leslie went over this one a number of times with you all, and it's currently a five-lane roadway. And the uh, the plan is to take it to three lanes, so one in either direction with turn lanes and turn pockets at the appropriate areas, and put in uh, separated bikeways. Well, we know that there are a couple of goals with the projects. The prevailing issue with the the fatalities and the serious injuries is speed. Drivers driving at an unsafe speed. And so one of the key goals for the projects is to slow folks down. And then we will. And so we're going to add friction. And it'll take a little bit longer to travel the corridor, but it'll also be a safer corridor for folks to travel on. Uh, And so that's a good thing. Um, And that's something that we're looking for. It's going to provide a lot more marked crosswalks so that folks who are walking along the corridor or going from one side of the street, one business to another side of the street, have um, a smaller distance to cross. So we're reducing the space between marked crosswalks by two thirds. And we're reducing the distance between marked crosswalks for bus stops as well. So working closely with regional transit. We're also taking the the corridor that has limited bike lane coverage. About um, uh, 82% of it has, Narrow five-foot bike lanes that are maybe in the gutter pan a little bit um, to a little bit more, so almost exclusively, but not fully, but nearly there, of a separated bikeway. So being a uh, going from a chair, do a restaurant was asking for earlier at all ages and abilities, uh, bikeway hour on Marysville Boulevard. So you've seen this before. Um, and you approved it and you moved it forward to council a year, year and a half ago when Leslie took this to you. And so now what we're asking for you is you pass the motion on to city council in support of submitting this grant application to SACOG. Um, and this is a little bit retroactive because we've actually already done this um, to SACOG to um, provide the local match. SACOG, which is our metropolitan planning organization, had a grant program that would help local cities with the match. And as you know, uh, having local dollars to contribute to the grants is challenging for the city. And this would be a $4 million local match. And $4 million is not something that we have in the bank account. So we applied for it. I want your permission still though. Uh, we applied for it and we won. Yay, St. Cog is recommending that we get that $4 million. And then we're also asking for the motion uh, to recommend to city council support for this grant application, which is due on September 15th. So about a month away. So with that, that is my presentation. I'm happy to take any questions from uh, the public or the commission. Thank you so much.
0: Wonderful, Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
1: Thank you, Chair, I have one speaker with her, sorry, two speakers with their hand (laughs) hand raised. The first one is Dan Allison. I'm giving you the option to speak right now.
12: Good evening. Um, I am in support of this project and I'm glad that uh, it's happening on one of the top five corridors. That's all. Thank you.
1: Thank you. The next speaker with their hand raised is Margaret. I'm giving you the ability to speak right now.
8: uh i just wanted to say that i love the planned improvements because as a student i also want to feel safer when walking to school
1: thank you for your comment chair i have no other hands raised for this item thank you
0: great thank you are there any uh commissioners who wish to speak on this item and i see a hand from commissioner harris
5: Well, I just want to say thank you so much um, for all the hard work you guys have done um, putting this application together. Um, If you haven't been uh, to Marysville Boulevard and you're considering not voting (laughs) in the measure of this, I hope that you would come over. I'd be happy to walk you over there right now. It's right around the corner from me. Um, This is just a really exciting opportunity um, because this boulevard really serves as the Um, entry into the city of Sacramento from 80 and um, was uh, as a presentation (laughs) so aptly put, was the heart um, and a small town feel so it's going to be amazing um, bringing back some some investment and slowing down traffic so perhaps there's a chance for some businesses um, to grow and to add on the um, the area has a ton of potential Um, one of the the areas, the district's um, top uh, parks is in the area. Um, and so I'm just really excited and want to say thank you for putting this grant together um, on behalf of this entire neighborhood.
0: Wonderful, thank you. Um, and really appreciate that background. <laughs> As a neighbor <laughs> of this corridor, it's, it's always great to hear that the, the commissioner uh, is in support. <laughs>
5: and, And if there's anyone who has a concern uh i uh, one of the other commissioners um i'm happy to answer as as somebody (laughs) who drives that way every time i go to the freeway um Mm -hmm. that that's my my commute when i have to go that way um and i also want to thank uh the members of the public who came out to speak on behalf of um support for this um for this grant proposal because you know we we always Appreciate hearing from our um, local local citizens. So it's just, just really want to say thank you for showing up and support. Wonderful, uh,
0: Commissioner Buenrostro.
7: I, I I just want to echo um, what has been said already. I by the way, I was happy to see a student call in and and mm-hmm. speak up about uh, the need for improvements. Um, it's always great to have youth voices here, but. Um, I, you know, I don't live in this area, but I've traveled through it and I've used Hagenwood Park at times. Um, and I can definitely attest to the fact that i um, looking forward to seeing the improvements, looking forward to seeing uh, increased walkability between the different businesses, uh, between the park and other businesses, and, and, and also uh, hopefully make it safer for students um, to be able to walk or bike to school. Um, we definitely hope that that happens and that it does provide for better economic um, opportunities there. Uh, One question that I did have uh, for Jennifer is as as the bike lane gets improved, how does that connect uh, to other parts of the city and and the biking infrastructure in other parts of the city?
4: That is a great question. So at this point, it's gonna be a one mile segment bikeway. Um, Through the general plan process, we are envisioning taking that lane reduction. So this project goes from Arcade up north to, to 80. It's about one mile. Um, through the general plan process, we're envisioning the lane reduction continuing from Arcade south all the way where it becomes Del Paso Boulevard. Um, because Marysville is Del, pa- Del Paso Boulevard comes up, Del Paso Boulevard splits, and then the park continuing north and it becomes Marysville. We'd like to take it all the way down, the lane reduction all the way down to the boulevard, the Del Paso Boulevard that you all know. And, Uh, old historic North Sacramento. Um, And we don't have that funding yet, but we're working on identifying that. Once we we first need approval of the general plan for that lane reduction and then when that happens, uh, it is something that is on our radar. So, but to answer your question immediately, there is not a great connection. However, it also loops in the other work that we're doing on our team. So if you remember, we came and presented a while back on the active streets plan where we were looking at um, the city's most under-resourced areas that have maybe been a little under-planned for active transportation, walking, biking, and transit access. And this area includes it. It's North Sacramento, Southeast Sacramento, and South Sac. Um, And then I lost a lot of my staff, so we put it on pause. We'll be picking that back up again. And that will look at opportunities for circulation, for walking, biking through this area as well. So we might also find other opportunities um, and maybe some quick build opportunities as well. Can I? Can I add to that?
5: Because I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm following this issue. So, um, so as you remember, we're approving the El Paso Boulevard. So we're getting the bike lanes there. So that you know that connection that she's speaking of would be that connection. Um, but there is also a bike trail that goes along. Uh, is it Arcade Creek right next to the park, uh, Hagenwood Park? Um, and there's some potential there as well. Um, that there's. A good portion of bike trail that's already built um with some discussions about um prioritizing completing that bike trail as well so that would provide a connection um off of the boulevard sorry to jump in but i know that's important to my, my neighborhood as well
0: <laughs> i just got an email about today <laughs> great um i saw a hand from commissioner Hyde. did you want to chime in
11: i was just gonna ask and i because I haven't been down that street in a while, but I know we're doing some work on Marysville, but I was wondering if possibly, if Grand would be um, looked at because the high school is right there, maybe we could add some you know, bike lanes down there. It, it's just a one-off just to make sure that there's a good transition from Marysville to Grand
4: for the students. Absolutely, Commissioner Hyman. With the active streets work that we'll be doing, we'll, we'll look at that for sure.
0: I'm not seeing any additional hands from commissioners. Um, I also just want to acknowledge the tremendous amount of work that's went into <laughs> this project. I read the staff report and looked back at the Vision Zero um, top five corridors plan and it just it was truly impressive. So I'm um, really happy to see that you all are moving forward and trying to get this uh, project funded. And you have my full support and uh, bringing this forward to Council. Um, so with that said, um, is there a motion and a second for this item? So moved. Wonderful. I'll second. Awesome. So I have a motion from commissioner hopped and a second from commissioner Harris. Will the clerk please call the roll for a vote.
1: Thank you chair. Commissioners please unmute and turn on your video for roll call vote commissioner Brazel. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Rushrow. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Carpenter is absent tonight. Commissioner Granville. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Heim. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Hop. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Smith. Is absent. Commissioner Ward Waller is absent tonight. Vice Chair Pollins. Aye. Thank you. Chair Dewar Westbrook. Aye. And then I'm gonna come to Commissioner Harris. It looks like I missed it on the script. I'm sorry, Commissioner Harris.
5: (laughs) Very enthusiastically, aye. Thank
1: you so much. Motion passes.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Uh, we're pretty quick tonight actually. Um, the next item is item six, the transportation priorities plan initial prioritization. Is there a staff presentation?
4: Chair Dewar-Respuck, yes there is. Jennifer Dolan-Wyatt, transportation planning manager. i glad to be with you yet again on another item. Um, I'm here tonight to present um, phase two of the transportation priorities plan. If you remember throughout 2021, I think I came to the commission twice to talk about the transportation priorities plan. I'm here today to talk about where we are in phase two. And uh, tonight I'll recap what is the TPP? We have some new commissioners. Uh, what have we done today? date? The initial prioritization that we're sharing with the public now and then how for folks to share input. If I can move the slides, there we go. So just to recap, um, you probably know, and I'm, but I'm gonna tell you again. That we manage the city over 1,800 miles of streets, 250 miles of bike lanes, 78 miles of shared use paths, countless traffic signals, curb ramps, pedestrian lights, um, and and it takes a lot to regularly maintain that. uh, quite frankly, we don't have enough money to do all the maintenance that we need to do. Um, In addition to all the maintenance needs, we have over 700 projects that City Council has plan well we planned the community we plan with the communities and city council has then said yes staff go forward and do um and that's about 700 since the year 2000 ish and we anticipate they cost about five billion dollars and as we've shared with you many times the city doesn't pay for transportation out of its budget and we get everything that we see is built is through grants um so Through our grants and our maintenance budget that we have to repave our streets, there's about $42 million a year. But don't forget the grants are competitive. We don't never know what we're going to get funded or not funded, Um, and it takes a lot of effort to apply for the grants. Uh, But let's say that we regularly got $42 million a year. It would take over 100 years to build all the planned projects. And so we can't do that. We have need a prioritization process. How do we know whether a foreign road should go before um, H Street, before you know La Riviera? Uh, we need a, a plan to prioritize that. So we decided to begin engagement with the community to ask the communities, all of our communities, their values for transportation investment. We did this last year, it was still the pandemic when we started, uh, the vaccines were just rolling out, so we couldn't do a lot of in-person engagement. We had virtual meetings. An online survey and a paper survey, and those were available in Chinese, English, Hmong, Spanish, and Vietnamese. Uh, we attended any existing meetings, whether it be your neighborhood association on Zoom or an event at a park. We went to it. We contacted over 100 organizations in the city and said, Hey, will you have us? Or can I talk to you for five minutes and will you share this information out? We had um, social media videos and we had Sue Taranishi. Sue Taranishi, Joe Flores, and Mr. Glenn Jackson, um, talking about the importance of transportation um, to ask folks about their values. And I know this is a lot and you're not gonna read this on, most people can't read all this, but to recap, the the values that were identified and that were adopted by city council and they were adopted in March of this year, were to improve air quality, climate and health, provide for equitable investment, Provide access to destinations, specifically parks, schools, and jobs. Improve transportation safety. You know, I usually come here and say that we're the third-worst city for traffic safety in California, but we're now number one. And that's not, you don't want to be number one, right? So, improving safety is obviously important. And fixing and maintaining the transportation system. So, those were the values that were identified and adopted by council for how we prioritize our investments in transportation. So, we did phase one, and now we're in phase two. And phase two is... Um, mapping the over 700 planned projects in GIS. And if you know, GIS is a great tool. It's a mapping software, but it's also a database. Think do a lot of analysis. So we map them all, and then we use GIS to evaluate and score all the planned projects. Rather than me going, I think that should get a two or a four. You know, that's where we want to be a little bit more structured about it. And so it was all data-driven. And we, we evaluated them all, and now we have our initial prioritization. I say initial because there's still... Time for iteration and input, right? It's just the first touch. And then we developed an engagement plan, which includes a story page, which I'll show you. We're gonna be attending a lot of community events. I was at um, Celebrate Oak Park last weekend. I saw Commissioner Heim there. It was wonderful. It was hot, but it was fun. Uh, We were at trades day in district two. We were going to a lot of different events. Uh, We're hosting two virtual workshops at the end of the month. And we hope folks attend that to learn more about it. And we have an online map comment tool. And so the the ways that uh, folks can learn more is our story page, which is um, a a, a website that shows the analysis for each of the criteria by mapping, and then links to the comment map, which has all the prioritization on it, and we have comment cards. And just as before, but maybe even expanded, all of our websites now, our pages are available in Chinese, English, Hmong, Spanish, and English. and so the story pages, I'm going to show you the little couple screenshots because I'm going to show you the website in a little bit, but sometimes when I'm zooming and I go to the website, my computer doesn't like it and it doesn't actually load. So I'm showing you screenshots first. So this one is um, the analysis of projects, planned projects that improve walking. The darker green means that it supports walking. If it's a lighter green means that it doesn't get points because it's not enhancing the walking environment. Or the same thing for biking, orange, the darker orange, those planned projects support uh, bicycling, so therefore they get the points, the lighter orange ones don't. We also maps in the city, we have uh, pretty good data in the city, and so we maps those neighborhoods that lack basic transportation infrastructure, and by that I mean that lack sidewalks, curb, gutter, trees, lights, signals, and crosswalks. And then we also maps where we have poor pavement quality, but the, the streets also serve a lot of people. But we did a lot. of it. And I'll show you in a second. Hopefully, I'll be able to show you. So the initial prioritization is ready, and it's out there for public, to, for you to provide input, for the communities to provide input. I'm going to give a quick overview. 41 miles of the 364 miles are high priority. They, they, they scored the highest, meaning they best met the values that our communities told us about. of the initial high priority projects are on the city's Vision Zero High Injury Network. If you remember, the high injury network is 225 miles, over 1,800 miles of streets to see the highest numbers of severe injuries and fatalities. And bringing it back to your equity statement, the majority of our high injury network are in our under-resourced communities. 85% of the initial high priority projects will improve connections to jobs. That was something our communities told us that was important. And not just jobs downtown. We actually pulled census data and looked at hot pockets of employment. And you'll see that if you go onto our, our um, story page, there are great spots in the you know the industrial areas of the city, um, throughout the city, up and the pocket has a hot spot as well of where we have high employment density. 90% of the high priority projects are on streets with poor pavement quality but serve a lot of people. And then 95% of the high priority projects benefit communities that lack basic transportation infrastructure. And so the map that you see here has got a lot of colors on it. I'll tell you really quickly, purple is high priority, yellow is medium priority, and green is lower priority. And the black lines are projects that are funded but haven't broken ground yet, such as the Del Rio Trail, Broadway Complete Streets, and similar projects. So we have the online comment map, which I'm gonna go to in a second. And we have the online comment form. Folks wanted that. We also have paper format because not everybody's cool with doing things on the internet. And so every event that we go to, we bring paper comment forms and folks can fill those out or just put it on a post it and put it on a map. That works just as great too. We'll take a photo of it. Um, this is a little bit outdated, but this is where Omarna Rocha. We're going to more places than this, but this is what we were going to as of last week. So we are going to a lot of events that are happening throughout the city. We are focusing those events in those neighborhoods that we're not hearing from as part of the survey because every time someone puts a comment or puts a dot on the map, we ask for your zip code, just like we did in the first phase. And then those neighborhoods we're not hearing from is where we're focusing our engagement. And right now, we're really not hearing from North Sacramento. So I'm hoping that Commissioner Harris can help us get the word out and let a, a lot of folks know. Uh, and actually, uh, Vice Chair Collins as well, we're not hearing from North Sacramento, North Thomas as well. Um, And so the next steps are throughout August, we're asking for our communities to get online, come to one of our events and tell us what they think of the initial prioritization. September, we're going to review the comments. In October, we're going to go to Council and we're not going to revise it. We're going to say, Council, these are the initial priorities. These are what our communities told us. What is your direction? Council will give us direction. We'll go back and revise. We'll come up with a draft plan and that'll have a little bit more context. It'll be a document. Uh, We'll take it out for review, we'll say communities, what do you think? Did we hear you right? You'll tell us whatever your thoughts are. We'll make our visions and our goal is to bring it to council in April of 2023 with a final plan, a final draft plan for council to approve. So everything is on our website, which is sactransportation.org. And I'm going to just quickly, hopefully, transition to the website. So if you can give me one second. Can you see a map? Yes, we can. All right, so I'm starting first with a story page. I'm gonna move my screen slowly because sometimes my computer doesn't like it when I'm zooming in and it crashes. But what it is, is it is a website that tells the background of the transportation priorities plan. And then it tells you about each of the criteria, improving air quality, climate and health. And those criteria include three metrics. Their first metric is supporting bicycling. And it shows you the projects and how they score for bicycling. And, and it's dynamic. So you can zoom out. You can zoom in. You can go in really close and say, ah, look, there's a project on F Street or T Street. I'm not sure what it is. Um, and, and that's supporting bicycling. Uh, you can do that throughout the entire city. And you can do that for all of the efforts, supporting walking. So projects that... Are enhancing the walking environment. And again, you can come in and this color is green. You can zoom in and out. So you can go out and see the city for those planned projects that support walking, or you can go in I see Mr. Hopps looking. So I'll go into the pocket and show up that area a little bit. So of those planned projects, which one are supporting walking? And then we have projects that improve transit access. So for project is we mapped all the transit stops in the city and those projects were within this hex or this buffer they would get points for providing access to transit i think i want to highlight one that's probably really important for this commission since equity and centering equity is important to you uh, providing for equitable investment if you remember there were two criteria for measuring equitable investment the first one is investing in communities that lack basic infrastructure oh no it's not going to load hold on hopefully it'll load let's just give it a second Well, maybe it's a teaser, and you'll go to the website and see. Um, it's maps showing the neighborhoods that lack basic infrastructure, such as sidewalks, curb better, and all that. Um, and then, oh, but this one shows, okay, so this one is, the second criteria is um, benefiting neighborhoods that are recipients of racism and bias. And we define that as neighborhoods that are predominantly Black, Latino, Asian, Pacific Islander, or indigenous. But then we pulled census data and we identified those neighborhoods, as you can see here in this yellow orange, uh, that are majority Black, Latina, Asian, Pacific Islander, or indigenous. Um, and so we're using this to determine the priorities. And again, get priority if you're in this part of the city. I'm gonna go as quick as I see if I can get this one to go. Now it's not loading. All right, so that is the story map though, but it tells you everything and it goes through all the criteria. It's gonna crash for me, but I encourage everyone to look at that. And then we have our online map. And this is, I'm going to, these are the priorities and you can zoom in. This is fantastic. I'm pretty excited. It didn't come out as perfect as I would have liked, um, but it's still pretty good. So all the planned projects are in here and they are different lines on the map. And you might wanna say, what is, this? remember, Black is something that's funded, but not yet built. But we can go on to this one. This is um, Broadway through Oak Park. You click on the line and it will tell you what that planned project is. And so just so you have some background on it. So this is an Envision Broadway in Oak Park. It includes some bike lanes and new crossings, new signals. Um, so that can help you understand what these lines on the map mean. Or you can go to the Sacramento River Parkway and you can click on that and it would say, okay, Sacramento River Parkway, it's building a trail. Um, Thinking of another exciting one, let's go to Southeast Sacramento. We can go over here to the Morrison Creek Trail. And so it shows that project. And so um, that way it helps us understand what those planned projects are and their priorities. Remember purple is high priority, yellow is medium green is lower and black is ones that black are ones that are funded yet we haven't broken ground on. And when you p- submit your comments, um, everybody, other folks can see your comments. They don't see that it's you. They don't see that it's JDW's comment is, I hate this bike lane project and it's no good. Um, but it, it's, it's, a, it's an anonymous comment and other folks can then upvote it or add a comment to your comments. Uh, we've done this on a few other projects and it's come out pretty successful and we're hoping that it will continue that. Um, so if you wanted to comment down here, there's a purple place your comment bar, click on that. There is a little pin right here, you click on the pin and then you can drop it somewhere. I wanna drop this one right here. It comes up, you can, it gets green, you can click next. Then it asks you what type of comment do you want to make? You wanna make a comment that you thought it would be a higher priority? Or maybe you wanna say it should be a lower priority. Or sometimes I've only been at the city five years and we tried to go back 20 years with the planning efforts, but we might've missed something. There might've been a planning effort that you said we've worked with staff and city council to identify this. Jennifer, this needs to go here. That's where you put it. Or holy cow. Grand Ave needs some bike lanes, and maybe I should put that little marker on here and say that Grand Ave needs some bike lanes, right? And that's what the little circle with the cross is. Or you might have a general comment. So you can do any one of those types of comments. It helps us when we're going through and reviewing comments later on, to get a kind of a grouping of the different types of comments. Um, So I'm going to say, I thought this was gonna be a higher priority project, the issue, biking improvements needed. You need your email address, right? because I want to be able to contact you if um, I have a question. Uh, I'm not, I can't type so well while I'm, I'm looking at you all, so I'm just putting in blah, blah, blah. We want people to zip those. so 95814 is city Hall. Um, so that way we know, again, tracking to make sure that we're getting good input across the city and not just certain neighborhoods. And then you submit it, that's the next button. I can't submit it because I don't have an email address, but that's the process. Um, And then let's say you're curious and you say, what's going on here? I don't know what this project is, but somebody upvoted it. And they said, "Um, this is a low stress North-South alternative to 24th Street is needed. You can say, yep, I support that. I'm going to upvote it. Or you can say, you can write a comment and support that, that comment that the other person made. So we're pretty excited. This is pretty the first time that we've done something this big online. I know that not everybody is online, but it's one tool that we're using. We're also going to a lot of folks in-person events, walking people through, it's a pretty complex process. And sometimes not everybody quite frankly gets it cause it's been uh, a long effort with a lot of nuance. Um, but then we ask them, well, what's the, your priority projects for you, for transportation in your neighborhood or in your work area? And they let us know that and we translate that into our priority here. So with that, that is my presentation. I am so very happy to take any questions or comments that you may have. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you so much,
0: Jennifer. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but you are freezing a little bit. Um, but I heard, I heard all of your, I just noticed your, your sometimes your voice isn't matching your video. <laughs> so, um, But anyways, um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair.
1: I have five speakers with their hands raised. The first person is Dan Allison. I am giving you the ability to speak.
12: Thank you. Um, I would like to say that I very much support the transportation priorities plan. Um, I was not in complete agreement with the criteria and I probably won't be in complete agreement with the projects that rise to the top, but this is an immense. Um, progress over what the city was doing before um, and the transparency of it is wonderful so I strongly support it and am very encouraged that the city is going in this direction thank you
1: thank you for your comment the next person is John Fritschi I'm giving you the ability to speak right now
13: Yeah, so I, yeah, have, so
3: I uh,
10: guess
2: uh, I my, um, the mic my experience we to have hyper, for hyper, hyper. John? Um, yes. John, yes.
1: You, you seem to be far yeah. away. If you can come closer to the mic, it's a little staticky on our end.
3: Mm-hmm. Are you hearing better
1: now? Not really. It's not very clear for us.
3: You go. can come no, back and i will mean, try
1: and fix it. Thank you, I'll come back to you. The next person is Troy Sankey. I'm giving you the ability to speak right now.
14: Hey everyone, can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can, thank you.
14: Excellent, so um, I also wanted to preface, preface this with uh, commending the uh, um, department and the city for this um, prioritization. It it, it looks really extensive and well thought out. Uh, My question is, uh, to start, it stands to reason that one way to fund more project miles is to somehow implement them more cheaply. Um, Along those lines, I was wondering, has the city considered implementing any projects using temporary and or cheaper materials and possibly only a reduced scope version of the projects in an effort to be able to afford to deliver more of them? Uh, The idea behind this is to not let perfect get in the way of good, Um, and in the meantime, these temporary measures could help prevent more traffic fatalities sooner uh, before, you know, the full version of the projects could be funded. That's my question. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. The next speaker is Brian Henry. I am giving you the ability to speak. Brian Henry, I'm giving you the ability to speak. If you can unmute your mic.
15: Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Can you hear me now?
1: Yes, we can. Thank you.
15: Okay. Uh, sorry, I was saying that map was very good, very clear. Um, but uh, one one context that i I always miss is uh, how much has been spent on cars. Like I I cross, um, freeway 50 there all the time. And I know that millions of dollars have been spent on that. So it'd be interesting in the context of that map to know, um, you know, I presume that's just active transportation that's been mapped. So, uh, you know, I'd like an understanding of how much money is being spent on the non-active transportation projects in the city as well. So, yeah, that's all.
1: Thank you for your comment. The next person is Steve. I'm giving you the ability to speak.
6: All right, uh, this is Steve, can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can, thank you.
6: All right, right. Uh, throughout this uh, presentation, uh, I've heard the values and priorities, I've heard equity, uh, equitable investment, under resource communities, minority communities, prioritizing neighborhoods that lack basic transportation structure, basic infrastructure, and uh, I'm just looking south of Florin Road, there's not a single project that has a high priority for any of those neighborhoods, which I don't know if you guys have driven through there, I drive through there every day, um, that I would say are under-resourced communities that could use that. Uh, so that's one comment. Uh, I heard the word equity probably every other sentence, but I don't see much equity there. Uh, secondly, uh, the supporting bicycling and walking bicycle paths, uh, I, I don't know of hardly any bicycle walking paths down in the South Sacramento area. And uh, I don't see any high priority plans there for that area. And then lastly, this presentation was opened up with a uh, acknowledgement, uh, land acknowledgement for Native American people who lost uh, land and now current uh, city properties and parks are on land that was seized from those Native American people. Uh, the proposed parkway, uh, which was referred to as just a simple trail in the pocket, is uh, basically a not just a simple trail. It requires the city to seize private property uh, to build a parkway. So I thought that was quite different from the uh, land acknowledgement statement at the beginning. I talked about seized land of people and the city is wanting to repeat this. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. The next speaker, is Saba, I'm giving you the ability to speak right now.
16: Hi everybody, it's Deb Banks, your local bicycle advocacy person, um, one of many. Um, Good evening. Um, I've been able to observe the evolution of the transportation priorities plan and I'm with Dan Allison. I think this is a huge effort. And I'm really impressed with it. I can't wait to dig into the story map. And this is the second time I've heard the, the presentation by you, Jennifer, and I get to listen to it again tomorrow. So all good. I'm happy to hear it multiple times because I learn more multiple times. Here's my question. Um, earlier tonight, um, you guys talked about a grant application that's going to go into Marysville Boulevard, et cetera. And so I'm curious whether or not it, some of the things that you are now putting towards different grants are from the work that you've done from the TPP? Or are you still working on the priorities piece? And if that's the case, then how are you making sense of what gets pushed forward for grant cycles that are coming up right now? Um, are those in sync yet? And um, just curious about that. Okay, thanks.
1: Thank you for your comment. And, Chair, if you don't mind, I'm going to come back to John. He had audio problems, so we're going to try to get
0: him. Sounds good. Thank you. Yes,
1: hello. Hi, John. We can hear you.
10: Um, yes, so my comment comes back to the River City Bike Trail. And you know, it's listed as high priority, but when you look at the initial prioritization, not one of these items seemed to fit putting a bike trail that goes around the pocket. I mean, if anything, you'd want to put a bike trail that goes through the pocket. Um, I also agree with the previous gentleman's statement regarding the irony of opening with the the land grab of Native American lands, and then now he has proposed to do a land grab of private citizens land um anyways i just think that with as wealthy as the pocket area is um when you guys speak of equity it seems like more of this money should be elsewhere especially when you look at the map and it's just a bunch of downvotes. so anyways thank you for your time and uh that's it
1: thank you for your comment chair that is all the hands i have raised on
0: this item thank you so much great thank you and really appreciate everyone who called in this evening Um, Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? I'll go through my list. First hand I see is from Vice Chair Pollins. Uh,
3: Thank you, Chair Heim. And uh, thank you, Jennifer, for this uh, presentation. Um, This looks really amazing, and I I can't wait to get in there and and spend some time and drill down. Um, And also try to uh, promote All of this work to uh, District 1 folks. So, um, really excited to uh, have this tool and to share it with people. And, um, you know, if you have any webinars or anything on, on helpful hints on how to use it, I think that would be really great too.
4: Vice Chair Paulins, um, we will be hosting two webinars, one on the 24th and one on the 27th. Um, that information is on our website at sactransportation.org. Um, and I do hope uh, we have not heard much from North Atomas, South Atomas, or North Sacramento. So I am hoping that um, you all can reach out to let folks that you know to share the word to provide their input. Thank you.
0: Awesome. And I will also be hosting the workshop on the TPP in partnership with 350 Sacramento on Monday. So if you can't attend either of those ones that Jennifer just shared, there's another opportunity to do so. Okay, uh, next hand is from Commissioner Heim.
11: Hi, uh, Jennifer, I guess I'll see you this weekend at the Ice Cream Social. Um, but I did have a question in regards to the... M- engagement. I love that you're going to, or not a, a question, but I wanted to say I love that you're going to different events because as you know, support of with equity's concern, A lot of people do not use the internet when it comes to things like this. So being in front of the community is very important um, to get their feedback. Um, I wanted to just double check around the pocket area. I know in the past we talked about a, a pocket plan. And so I wondered if that funding if that funding, uh, if it's on this map because there's funding already, because like some say, the um, as far as equity is concerned, I understand because of the maybe the demographic that's in pocket but not necessarily the funds of people that are in pocket <laughs> <laughs> qualify for some of the improvements that needs to be done because definitely there's areas and I want to say in my district that definitely needs some, some love. But um, I believe a part of uh, the pocket area is funded through some monies that's already were set
4: aside for them. If I am if I remember that correctly. Chair Haim, um, so... If you remember, I think it was um, maybe May, Leslie Manciva came and presented the Pocket Greenhaven Transportation Plan that she's working on. Those projects in that planning effort are not yet funded. In fact, the plan is not yet complete. She's working on that plan, and uh, we're meeting with Councilmember Jennings to to get that final and pass it across the finish line. The only thing that has funding currently that I'm aware of in the pocket is a portion of the Sacramento River Parkway. Um, and our, our engineers, actually Judy's team, is working on that, and they're going into design. Uh, I know there was some levy work, and I, like, I'm embarrassed to say I don't, I'm not up to date on all the details of that effort. Um, but if be, we can bring uh, staff back and make a, a presentation update to the commission. But right now, there's no money associated with anything right now. Just talking about oh, where, if we yeah. had money or we're going after projects.
11: That's what it was. Okay. Thank you. Okay,
4: that's all I had.
0: Thank you. Great, thank you, Commissioner Hyden. All right, next hand is from Commissioner
7: Bonrostro. Hello, and I just wanna echo what has been said about um, how great and transparent this process is. Um, you know, we might not agree with everything that it's uh, in it, but the fact that there's a prioritization, um, it's transparent, there's a lot, a lot of time for community input um, it's it's a it's definitely an improvement, and it's something that I think is a good model for how the city can can prioritize things and, and be more transparent in its decision making. Um, I do want to ask a little bit about the funding question, and I know um, you might not be able to answer all the questions, Jennifer, but it it, it is it is concerning that we have so many planned projects and there's a significant gap of funding when it comes to that. And we do understand that the city has so many priorities and so many things to tackle um, uh, That is not just transportation. So that's understandable. Um, but I guess the question is uh, whether there have been conversations about securing more consistent funding for transportation projects uh, at the city level um, and whether that would be something potentially that the city council could look like in the future. And i guess for me it's, it's more of an ask I, I hope that the city council considers that or that there's some type of conversation at a higher level to look at more consistent funding for transportation so that we can secure um, additional funding to ramp up some of these projects because i my guess is if we look at all of the projects that are planned even with the equity lens we might not be able to cover all of the disadvantaged communities uh, even even with the current, at, at the current pace that we're going, right? So we're prioritizing, we're trying to serve the communities that, ha- that have the highest need, but it seems like there's gonna be a lot of folks that still get left behind at the current pace. So I guess that's a question that I have. And then the second question, Jennifer, is, I, I just wanna clarify, what is, what is like the consistent funding that the city provides for these trans- transportation projects? Is that all through grants or is there like a, a funding that they provide every year for maintenance?
4: These are exciting questions. Okay, Commissioner. So um, is there a discussion at the city council level for a more consistent stream of funding? No, not at this time. City Council has many priorities and I'm going to surmise that because they're outside funding sources for transportation, uh, it has not been prioritized for them within the city budget. So they understand there's outside funding. So how do we fund transportation projects? There are essentially three ways. I'll quickly highlight them. The first one is the gas tax. Gas tax is money that we receive for the maintenance of our streets. Um, Well, I know that there might've been um, maybe some frustration earlier about why aren't we doing more on 34th Street or, or more on West El Camino, or probably one of the rare jurisdictions that couples our street maintenance and requires that it have a complete street or a safety element improvement to it. So we don't just repave streets to repave streets anymore. We use our maintenance dollars to do better and improve our streets. Um, so that's one source of funding, and that's generally between nine and $12 million a year. The other source of funding that we have is Measure A sales tax, the existing sales tax measure. And that is prescribed money um, that says some money is for traffic safety, some money is for active transportation, and it's, it's programs. And we use that money, the Measure A, um, to help with staff, because we're again, we're not paid for the general fund, um, and to do grant matches. So most grants require that every time you go after a grant, you have 20 to 50% of local dollars that go to that grant. So that's what Measure A is for. And then everything else, the vast majority of our money that we have for transportation is through competitive grants, which we apply to SACOG, the state, or the federal government. When we involve federal dollars, projects become immensely more complicated. Um, They require not only um, a special type of environmental clearance, but there's a lot of process and procedures. We met with somebody or a group earlier today that wanted us to seek federal funding for a relatively small project. And you, you don't want to seek federal funding for a small project because it just becomes an administrative challenge. Um, so to, to, that's back to your question, essentially three sources of, of funding right now. And this is how most jurisdictions work. Um, there are places like Austin and Seattle that have created property tax measures to bring in dollars for, and then they bonded them, they borrowed in advance uh, to pay for significant transit and transportation investments. Um, that's not something that has been considered here although we council has asked us to look into other ways of funding transportation improvements and that's on the list we'll we'll be looking into that in a little more detail i hope that answered your question
7: i think you answered a follow-up question that i was going to have and and that was whether you had looked at other cities and what they were doing uh that might have been innovative so i I appreciate um your comments and i i hope that in the future meeting we we do have a a conversation about funding sources and additional opportunities that the city could be thinking about.
0: Great, thank you so much, Commissioner ben I think your comment made me think this is some great conversation for our report that we're (laughs) putting forward to council and then also maybe an item for the log. So um, I can't recall if we already have an item related to funding, but if not, maybe it's worth uh, adding on there. Okay, I see a hand from Commissioner Harris. Hi,
5: thanks so much, Chair. Um, And I just want to thank staff for this amazing presentation. I was definitely able to access and um, I did have trouble with Chrome, had no trouble when I went to edge so if you're struggling accessing the map, try a different browser. Was a little tech help. Wanted to know, on knowing that all amazing maps have a base layer that they came from, if there was a list of projects by neighborhoods and what their current ranking is, um, definitely hearing that North Sacramento is not participating, very hard to um, get people interested unless they see their neighborhood's name there. Um, There's not as much um, affinity for District 2 (laughs) as there is for the thing that's the neighborhood you know you live in. Um, So that would be my first question
4: commissioner Harris we haven't published a list um it hasn't this is the first time someone's asked about that we do when we go to communities we have our binder and the binder includes a printed list of all the projects in an associated map um, that we we have for folks because it's a lot it's a lot easier in person to do that but we haven't put it on the website
5: yeah well if it would be something at all um, to provide. Uh, I can definitely and plan to reach out to our community associations um, and drafting an email. Um, but we're going to get a lot more interest if I can say, you know, these are the you know, <laughs> things in your neighborhood that are being considered. Um, and I can't do that with a map. I can't guarantee even um, some of those are uh, tech savvy might find an online mapping tool difficult versus seeing an actual email um, in the list that we could pull from to get um, input. Um, And then, I guess, kind of a couple of joint questions as we're thinking about how we message this. Um, Wanted to know how these projects were determined, because I can imagine a bunch of people asking immediately, (laughs) why, why, why wasn't I asked which projects were important? And then how will these comments about these projects be weighted? Um, so if we're asking people to spend their time going and uploading, is this going to be, you know, I see a lot of interest and traction in um, downtown, much more savvy involvement down there um, the North Sacramento, you know, do I need to be messaging to district two, if you don't get on board, it may affect our ability and our competitiveness.
4: Um, so there is no current waiting plan for how we get the comments in. However, we want to be sensitive, and we we are. That's why we're asking folks for their zip code uh, to see where we're getting comments from and where we're not getting comments from. Uh, I think that's really really key. That's how we were successful in the first round. We're trying to get the word out as much as possible, um, and so your help will be uh, invaluable to reach the neighborhood association. <laughs> you know, I know I emailed with Hagenwood this morning, um, and or maybe this afternoon. It's a blur, but it was a, yes, I was there. <laughs> okay, at some point today, I emailed them out um and and, um yeah so that would be helpful and of course that'll be taken into consideration ultimately council is the ultimate decider not staff and it's my job to facilitate the process and bring this information to council so that's that question the other question is where do these projects come from they were done with communities over the last 20 years where a council member said hey we're going to do a planning project so it's nothing new and in fact on our website sactransportation.org There's a list, there's a library, and we uploaded all of those plans that we Mm use to inform this, and it's on that website so folks can see. And so we might have missed something. If we've missed something, I definitely want to know about it. Um, Or part of the process is, is we have a need. You didn't do planning in this area. So one of the themes I'm hearing tonight, and one of the community members commented that maybe there aren't lines on the map in certain parts of the neighborhood. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing our active streets plans is that in North Sac, Southeast Sac and South Sac, the, number, the amount of planning work has, is not equivalent to other parts of the city. And so we want to work with communities to do that planning work. That work has not been done yet. However, when it is done, it'll be put into the same process and it'll be prioritized It's meant to be living so that when we come up with new ideas, we know, or new plans, we know how they'll fall in priority. Um, so that's two things we want. They can see the plans on the website. They were done with communities. They were officially approved by city council. And if there's a missing need, please let us know. Thank
5: you so much, Jennifer. Really appreciate that. Excellent answer. And I know I'm new in my role. So however I can be assistance to help those planning processes, please let me know. Um, and then I just, you know, I'm drafting this message in my, my head to these community associations for the meetings on the 24th. And is it the 26th or 28th? I'm sorry. I signed up for the one on the 24th. So, you uh, know. The other one, a couple days later, um, are we going to get a walkthrough of this again? So people might, you know, we can invite people so that they can see how the tool works um, or, um, or what will be the purpose if that's not what's going on and when are the comments
4: due? Yeah, absolutely, Commissioner. So it'll be very similar to this presentation, maybe nuance. I approve it every time I give it. I've been giving it almost every day for the last two weeks, and it changes a little bit every time. Commissioner Brazel saw me last night at the Men Neighborhood Association giving this presentation. And so it evolves. Um, and so on the 24th and the 27th, it's a Wednesday night and then a Saturday morning. We wanted to balance and see what worked for different folks. It'll be almost similar to what i'm doing here and then i will walk folks through it again and hopefully my internet will be a little bit better and um uh it will freeze on us
5: no <laughs> oh, don't worry about jennifer mine dumped me out we lost internet here so it seems to be going around and when are comments due by is that on the website
4: uh we are looking for comments around september 6th we're okay. saying early september right now so we have enough time to produce the staff report to get to council but if there's something that has happening september 12th or 14th and you say you know what's really key can can you come to us and talk to us we'll see what we can do to make that happen
5: appreciate it thank you Mm
4: -hmm.
0: wonderful okay commissioner razzle
13: yes thank you for coming out to meadowview last night uh really appreciate the presentation i think it's excellent that the city is trying to be transparent in this um and it's a great effort um every time i listen to it i hear it i learn something more um i I wanted to follow up a little bit what uh commissioner westrow commented on in the uh even with the higher priority that some people are going to or some projects are not going to be left out i i think you said at some point that uh all the projects that the city has planned, it would be like 100 years at the current funding level that before we'd be able to get to all of them. So, I mean, I, I don't, is it roughly a, where the projects divided up into a third? So like, or uh, how, how was the divide up or should, maybe could it be divided up even further to have a more shorter range? Um, wonder if you could address that at all.
4: Absolutely, and always happy to go down to Metaview or Cabrillo Park or whomever will have me in South Sac. Um, so the, they're not broken into thirds, and in fact, the high priority projects is the smallest grouping of projects of all of them. Um, what we're trying to do is, tr- as I mentioned before, transportation is ridiculously expensive. It drives me crazy how expensive it is to do anything, and I'm also cognizant of how much money is realistic in the short term. And, and so while we haven't cost estimated them out, we will. 41 miles of high priority projects is hundreds of millions of dollars. Just to say that if Marysville Boulevard is $20 million and it's one mile, just imagine what 41 miles of high priority projects are. So um, it would be over hundred years. I mean, there might be opportunities where a development project comes in and they build something like in North Thomas. Vice Chair Pollins knows. Uh, when new development comes in, they build our trails and our paths and they build a lot of the bike lanes up in North Atomus. Uh, but that doesn't always happen. Um, What might happen, though, is that the lower-prioritized projects, we might, as a collaboration, decide these just aren't going to move forward, and let's just remove them from the list, because in in reality, in 100 years, I don't know if those will be the things that we'll want to do, um, because our needs change around mobility. But that's a conversation we haven't had yet, Um, but what we're trying to do is structure them in realistic terms, quasi-realistic terms for implementation.
0: Okay, are there any additional commissioner comments? Ah, I don't see any hands. Well, I know for me, I really appreciate your presentation on this evening, Jennifer. I spent some time looking over the tool. It reminds me a little bit of what uh, Sacramento County recently did on their active transportation plan effort where you could up and down vote projects, Um, but this is closer to home uh, for me. So yeah, I'm really excited to see see that and we'll definitely be um, sharing um the website with folks and um i am in support of um commissioner harris's idea um to have maybe like pdfs for the different neighborhoods about projects that are specific to their area um just so that when you know when you're talking with folks you can speak that i know that will probably that'll be that will be some additional work (laughs) Um, so i'm trying to figure out how i can do this myself before asking it of you all Um, but you know anyways to um just kind of make this larger scale effort really um bring it to people's attention you know what projects are happening in the areas i think is is valuable so i do think that's a good recommendation um i did have one question after kind of reviewing the tool um i noticed that shared use pass and also the big seven ideas um didn't really score too well and was curious um if you noticed this as well and
4: if you have any idea why this might be do Dewey Westbrook, um, some of the big seven ideas, and I don't know if Commissioners remember, I think it was January, February in 2022, I made the presentation on these big seven ideas to address climate and transportation. Because transportation is our greatest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions at 57% of our total. Um, and some of them scored in high priority. So the Ninos Parkway, which connects South of Thomas across the American Parkway, scored as a high priority project. Um, but not all of them did, um, and, and I think that the challenge with that is many of them are shared use paths. And shared use paths didn't score so well. Uh, My immediate analysis is that there are five buckets of criteria. One of the buckets of criteria is safety. And safety is defined as being on the high injury network. Well, a trail cannot be on the high injury network because it's off street. So it can never score points for that category. So it's already starting at a 12 point deficit. I think that's right. So one of the things we're contemplating as a staff level is can we revise the safety scoring to say um, it's on the high injury network or it's a shared use path that is parallel or within a certain proximity to a high injury network. So that's something that we notice on staff um, and would love your your input if you have thoughts on that.
0: Sorry, my computer's dying. <laughs> I had to plug it in. <laughs> no, but I really, yeah, I really appreciate the analysis that's already done, and I would definitely be in support of um, having having those two options um, just to make sure you know our shared use shared use pass, which you know provide the most amount of protection for for um, our um, community members. aren't at its advantage. So, um, don't know if others have thoughts about this, but um, I would personally love to encourage staff to pursue looking into this further. I'm seeing some head nods, some smiles. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> if you don't have comments, no worries. Okay. Well. I think think that's some support for that idea. So um, yeah, Uh, would love to see you all look into that a little bit further if possible, unless I get any objections. Okay, great. Well, thank you again so much for this presentation. Um, You know, I personally am benefiting from you coming to talk to a community that I'm a part of. And so I'd love to encourage um, other commissioners to also arrange presentations by Jennifer. Still got a few weeks left um, in the month. Um, and so, really want to make sure we get this tool out to as many people as possible. Um, but this item was receiving comments, so no vote is needed. Jennifer, you're off the hook. <laughs> Thank you again uh, for your presentation this evening. <clears throat> okay, I'm just getting myself situated here. All right. The next item is item seven, subcommittee on status of walking and biking. Um, there is no staff presentation because this effort is being led by the commissioners, um, and so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time this evening updating you all on the conversations that have taken place so far. Um, back in April, we established the subcommittee for the status of walking and biking, as you all know. So, oh actually sorry I'm seeing a hand in the audience did I skip a step oh no it's down now okay I was like I think we're okay um yeah um back in April we established the committee um at that time it was made up of myself Vice Chair Pollins Commissioner Buenostro um and Commissioner Smith um, Commissioner Smith, unfortunately, is no longer with this commission, but I think he was really a, a key lead in getting um, this group put together as it is kind of um, something that's identified within our roles and responsibilities as a commission. So just want to let you know we're, you know, continuing to meet. Um, we held our first meeting on June 6th um, and a second meeting on June 27th. Um, during both of those times, we really just um, wanted to better understand as a group what we're hoping to accomplish through some type of report or letter to council. Um, and a first kind of step that we had was really reviewing our previous agendas and um, meeting minutes to. Um, see all the things that have come forward to this group and what progress has been made on those items. So that was kind of something that we did. Um, we also just, you know, started to brainstorm as a group, you know, what are some challenges that um, each of us continue to see as being issues uh, around active transportation that are in need of attention by the council. And so we started to bring, um, brainstorm that a little bit. Um, but today I really wanted to um, bring forward a couple of questions for the Commissioners which are included in the staff report. Um, one is, you know, are, are any aware of existing reports to council um, that are done by by city commissions already. And this, you know, being the first time that we've done this, we were wanting to know if if folks have seen other examples that commissions have done that we could use as um, a template or something to help kind of um, outline what we ultimately put in our report. Um, We also want to gather ideas from you all if there's um, additional topics that you would like us to to make sure that we're covering um, within this report, you know, between um, the four of us we have some ideas but we want to make sure that ultimately whatever is put in this report um, is is talking about stuff that's of interest to all of you as well at our last meeting um, we talked about the idea of wanting to highlight some of the um, active transportation projects that have recently been built um, and really highlight the great work that's been done by city staff i know sometimes that. These meetings and in discussions, we can talk about all the things that we want and how, you know, we're frustrated things aren't moving quick enough. But I think that there has been quite a lot of success um, within the city um, these past couple of years. And so we really saw this first report as being an opportunity to highlight um, that work. So we'd love to hear from you all um, either tonight or, you know, um, in another way uh, (laughs) via email or something if, if there's a project in your community that you think would be great to highlight. Um, and then lastly, and I think I kind of touched on this already, but just, um, any ideas you have around transformative efforts, the city could undertake to increase walking and biking. Um, I think that is really kind of the main impetus for, for doing this report to begin with is we really want to make sure we're, we're, um, uplifting these ideas that, um, we have to include in this report. So that is kind of a little recap um, of of what we've talked about so far. Um, We are still planning to meet um, on a regular basis. Um, So monthly has kind of been the the rate so far, as long as all of our schedules allow. Um, And we plan to bring a draft report to the ATC in November, um, and then ideally finalize um, in January. So the start of um, next year. So that is kind of my update for you all um, on the subcommittee. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
1: Thank you, Chair, I do have two hands raised. The first one is Dan Allison. I'm gonna give you the ability to speak right now.
12: Thank you. Um, When I read your notes from the committee, I had a vision for a dashboard, um, both that would go to council and that also could be put on the ATC website. And the dashboard might include things like um, the number of contacts with and letters to city council, uh, yearly fatality and severe injury numbers, yearly VMT estimates for walking and bicycling, um, recognizing that there are not hard numbers, but there are estimates. Um, city policies developed uh, grants submitted grants won projects started projects completed um, changes to development standards that relate to roadways um, and the status of the bike share system so those are just some of the ideas I came up with and uh, I think it would be great information not just for the council but also for the public by showing up on the webpage thank you
1: Thank you for your comment. The next speaker is Matt Anderson. I'm giving you the ability to speak right now.
17: Good evening, Madam Chair and commissioners. Um, I am 100% in support of what Dan Allison just said. That sounds fantastic. I would love to see that information. Um, Additionally, I think you mentioned this earlier, Madam Chair, but uh, just to reiterate funding would be great uh, to include and remind council just how much funding is needed, and um, how much it's just a source, um, well, an issue for transportation projects. And uh, Commissioner Rostro also, I think, brought up the need for consistent funding, not just being, you know, grant related at all times. Uh, and then one other question you had was about uh, transformative ideas, and uh, I probably am going to harp on this a lot, but uh, you know, just maybe closing down a street. Maybe say our street for a block or two uh, to cars, and you know have some patios out there, have some restaurants, um, make it a pedestrian-friendly place for people to walk around and be safe. Uh, just an idea. Um, and you know if we don't go back there, uh, or if it comes back, then uh, at least asking questions. Like uh, I, I know that ship may have sail, but maybe we can do a post-mortem and see. You know, why did we just automatically open that area to cars? Why didn't anybody ask why, you know, why aren't pedestrians getting this street? Why do cars deserve the majority of this public right-of-way? Um, anyway, transformative projects. I'm sure there are many more, but I appreciate you all taking the time to do the subcommittee
3: and, and make this report. So thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment, Chair. I have no other speakers with their hands raised on this item. Thank you.
0: Great. And thank you I really appreciate both of our commenters um, those are some fantastic ideas I don't have experience with a dashboard but um, I definitely like that idea so uh, we'll try to see what we what we can work in um, I do see a couple commissioners hands uh, first is Commissioner Hein hello um, I just want to refer- fresh
11: myself on this and and it's been a little while so i remember we talked about this um a while ago and we are we know that we can't direct staff to do some of this work so i kind of wanted to know who is going to be responsible for creating this report and um are you des and how we would go around go about designating this type of you know, these duties. And then my other question, oh gosh, I'm getting old.
0: Um, (laughs) to your first one if you want and while you yeah go ahead
11: one. <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> yeah so so you're correct um staff will not be writing this report um it will be us the commissioners doing that so um in our subcommittee meetings we have talked about you know who is going to be taking on what pieces of the report um we have um, commissioner granville who has shared her experience with doing graphic design and putting reports together. So we have some assistance from her to do that. Um, Commissioner Carpenter, um, as I'm sure you all know, has um, is very well known um, w- across the state for her work around active transportation safety. And so she's offered her assistance and review of a final document. So we've kind of put together our own little project team. Um, in Commissioner Smith's absence I've kind of stepped in as like making sure all the pieces are working together so um yeah we're I would say we're still kind of in the brainstorming and um like early phases of it but we have set a deadline for ourselves and so we're gonna um hope to to meet that deadline um and the thought is that we would bring a draft forward to you all in november to review and comment and then january would be the like approval i guess or whatever the correct word is um, and then we would submit it or then i think jennifer would submit it to council
11: okay oh my, now i remember my second question <laughs> so would this report be better served going to our our own council members to them to take to council versus then going straight to council itself so that Mm -hmm. at least our current council members know what we're talking about, what we're engaged with Mm -hmm. and how, you know, things that we would like to see, see done in our current
0: Mm -hmm.
11: areas before it goes to council i do not know the inside baseball <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking it, it probably because like and for just talking about yeah. me myself at the beginning in a couple times a year i meet, would meet with my council member to talk mm-hmm. about transportation. if there's a need if there's a need in our area if there is something yeah. that's on his radar so i just wanted to know that if okay. you guys thought about instead of just sending it straight to council mm-hmm. if we should do maybe a you know just the yeah. <laughs> Blatter, go to our council member and yeah. say hey this is the report from our our commission um, we'd very much like it if you brought it to the full council mm-hmm. this is what we're looking at maybe mm-hmm. something like that
0: yeah I don't think that's a bad idea personally I know I have a good um, relationship with my council member as well and I've brought forward many of the same you know issues and concerns and conversations with her so yeah I think I think it will be fine I, I personally think we should do both um, if uh, if folks are comfortable with that so sharing it once you know once it's been complete sharing it directly with your council member and then also you know we can forward it to all of them but um I don't know if Jennifer has any thoughts or wants to touch on this at all. I can't see you and that's it for me <laughs> okay well thank you so much Commissioner Hein. Um, okay.
13: Next up is Commissioner Brazel. Hey, I thank you guys on the committee subcommittee for taking this on. I think it's a great project. Um, I, I really like what you said, said earlier about uh, focusing on our achievements. Uh, I was wondering maybe one of the metrics that you could include in the re- report to be kind of an annual thing is the number of bike miles. Uh, added or you know the bike lanes added and trails added and um, that's one metric I mean it's always good to see something advancing um, and that way we compare it year to year as well and then another thing uh, there's like um, ratings that different places like people for bikes um, website has a city ratings so maybe that could be included in uh, uh report as well see how we stack up against other cities and what we've done to improve they there's a lot of resources on there about recommendations to other things that we could do to improve our rating. so just wanted to suggest that and thank you again
0: yeah thank you those are great recommendations um i i personally, have had to submit a People for Bikes application for my employer. So <laughs> I'm fam- very familiar with that program, and I think it's a great tool. Um, and so, yeah, we will, you um, can definitely look into the rating that the city has already received, because I think we are a bicycle-friendly city. Um, so I'll, I'll look there, because oftentimes um, within that report is also comments from um, advocates and folks within the community who that who People for Bikes actually talks to, so it's a good recommendation. We hadn't we hadn't thought about that one yet, um, yeah. and I like your idea about yeah somehow kind of keeping tabs on the um, additional infrastructure that's been added to the system. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, I recall seeing also a comment, an e comment from someone, you know, wanting to know you know how many people within the city are currently walking and biking and stuff like that and doing an annual survey to measure um, the amount of people. Um, and so I can work um, probably have to work with Jennifer around that. I don't know when was the last time the city's done a travel uh, uh, a survey to the community members. NSA COG does one as well. So anywho, there's lots of all this to say there's lots of places for information and so that's one thing our committee has kind of Come back to a few times now. Like we have so much information. How do we, you know, make it concise enough and um, elevate the big issues uh, to council? So, um, commission or sorry, vice chair Pollins, have a hand from you. Uh,
3: thank you, uh, Chair Dora Westbrook. Um, my apologies for missing the last meeting. I I had it on my calendar, and I don't know what happened. July. So, um, but yeah, these are some great ideas, and um, I'm excited to continue working with the subcommittee. And, um, you know, thanks for the great feedback from from our uh, uh, public comments as well as the commissioner comments. And um, yeah, thanks. Wonderful.
0: Thank you so much, and no worries at all. So, got plenty of fun meetings to have <laughs> from now on. So, yeah, thank you for being a part of the group. Okay, not seeing any additional hands. Uh, this item is received and filed, so no vote is required. We will move on to the next item. Uh, the next item is commissioner comments, ideas, questions. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak? All right. I see a hand from Vice Chair Pollins.
3: Thank you, Chair. Um, so two items. Um, one, uh, the North Natoma's Transportation Management Association, or Jibe, as you may know them, uh, held a, uh, a community input uh, listening session uh, last month for. Um, uh, a wayfinding project that they're doing for the bike pass in north of Thomas um, I'm I'm not sure how much their district consists of but I think there's some overlap with uh, Commissioner Harris's district too. Um, and um, anyway, it was a great meeting, a lot of time was spent on on design and look and feel. Um, for the types of uh, signage that could be put up. There are certain limitations uh, based on city requirements and state requirements. And I think maybe even federal requirements, I can't remember, Um, but it was a great meeting. And also Jennifer Donlin wyatt was there. And so it was great to see her at that meeting as well. Um, My second item is uh, the California Bicycle Coalition Just put out an email this afternoon uh, noting that uh, there are 18 active transportation bills before the legislature and so if you haven't seen that email um, it has a link to uh, support the slate Um, it's my understanding that uh, two bills have already passed and uh, one has already been signed into legislation by the governor so um, take a look at that i highly recommend uh, uh, sending your comment uh, to to the leg- to your legislator and uh, the governor as well. Thanks.
0: Great, thank you, Chair Pollins. You're always keeping us all up to date on the legislative issues, so <laughs> appreciate that. Okay, Commissioner Brazel.
13: Yeah, I, I wanted to know if there was any. We recently all got a uh, update that city council is starting to meet in person, and also I think it mentioned that when the decision was made for the commissions to meet in person, that um, that would all we would all be required to uh, meet in person. That there wouldn't be a, a hybrid type of a meeting offered. Is that? Do I understand that correctly? And I was wondering if maybe Jennifer, or anybody could give a little more insight on that?
4: Commissioner Brazel, you should have received an email or communication from the clerk's office in the last day or two. So a decision has not yet been made. However, there will be a time for which we are very likely to be going back into chambers, um, but that has not yet been decided. And the details of that will be forthcoming. Uh, however, commissioners, I sh- should prepare you to expect that we are likely to be in chambers this year. Maybe is my, my gut check. Um, we'll see how it goes with council. They had their first two meetings. First meeting this month, two weeks ago was in-person, no members of the public. Um, this week it was in-person with members of the public a limited capacity. Um, and so we will wait and see. Um, but I, th- I think the expectation is, is that we will all be back in chambers.
13: I just wanted to um, voice that. It seems to make more sense to me that to have a hybrid uh, option available, I, just, I don't know how much my input goes for but I would like to voice that. Um, and then also heard something about the limiting of the subcommittees for commissions. And if um, there's any more information about that.
4: Chair, do Westbrook, do You want to handle that? Or would you like me to cover it briefly? you do a great job. You <laughs> okay, <know>. great.
0: <laughs> I have my own thoughts about it, so I don't want to bias the presentation.
4: <laughs> okay, well, I'm, not, I'm just going to give a quick update. So, uh, City Council, uh, the Clerk's Office is bringing a uh, ordinance change to City Council, and soon, in the next couple of weeks, And that change, it will prohibit the formation of subcommittees. And that is all due to ensure transparency for the public because you are a public committee and there are requirements for transparency. And so it will um, it'll be a learning process and how we handle if you want to go in depth a little bit more on items, we're going to to do it publicly together in a a group format, uh, which will likely mean that uh, I know you like to end around eight o'clock. This will likely mean that your meetings will go a little bit longer than eight o'clock.
0: Thanks, Jennifer.
4: Yeah, and um, I guess I
0: will add one thing. This, this could also impact our existing subcommittee on the status of walking and biking. So um, we'll just have, we'll, you know, obviously be um, updated, you know, if that, um, if any changes occur and then figure out what our plan will be going forward for that, um, with that subcommittee. So yeah, just another change. I think that's our only subcommittee that's currently meeting. As if I know, okay. Yeah, as, as of right now, I guess. Um, great, well, thank you, Jennifer. Um, I did see a hand from Commissioner Harris. Are you still interested in bringing something forward?
5: Uh, I was just gonna ask since there's many of us, uh, myself included, that are new um, and have not been in chambers, if when we make that um, transition, if we could just have a primer on meeting in chambers, dress codes, meeting ahead of times, locations, dress rehearsals, you know, something, just be aware. Some of us haven't done it before, that's all.
0: Yeah, I haven't
5: done it either. Just, Jennifer, you do a great job. Keep us from walking into the glass wall there. Literally (laughs) or
4: figuratively. We'll offer you trainings. Um, (laughs) It's been two and a half years since I've been in chambers. I don't remember how to use the equipment. So we'll probably all come together before a commission meeting and go through that process again. Okay, um, great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and I have to find my notes. I'm sure the clerk's office will help us figure it out.
5: I have short legs. I don't want to try to be it's been my first one, you know, <laughs> cut off.
0: Trying to see what's happening. Totally understand. Okay. Um, I, I just had one comment. I know it, it's quick, um, but I I did just want to briefly touch on a comment that was made by member of the community around our um, uh, street, and that being the vehicle traffic and and no longer closed um, for to vehicles. And um, I'm curious if there is uh, in the future um, some like more outreach that can be done to members of the community prior. Um, to, to projects like this um, being taken away it seemed like a, a lot of folks were caught off guard um, that it took place. Um, and I know uh, my council member put out a statement on social media. Um, regarding, you know, why that decision was made, but it didn't seem like there was um, a ton of community conversation as well. And a lot of people, you know, really valued this um, specific project because it, it was really nice to be able to travel and walk in the street and, and, and ride your bike to a lot of popular destinations in, in downtown. So i um, curious, maybe Jennifer, if, if um, there can be a recommendation to staff just to do some additional or to the parking staff to do some additional community outreach um, as well.
4: Chair DeRoyce, but I'll pass that message along to the teams that are managing that program. Thank you so much. you
0: um, Okay, and I see a hand from Commissioner Hott.
4: Yeah, further
2: to your uh, comment, Chair, I, I'm wondering if we could put that issue on the agenda about the R Street Corridor and Alfresco dining, dining and determine whether or not uh, this commission would have a recommendation. Um, in that regard, and I, I think we can't do that without putting it on a future agenda. So, I'd certainly recommend the, that we discuss that and discuss whether or not the commission itself has an opinion that that we'd like to share with the, with the. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I think my connection must be poor, but I heard. No, I
0: missed a lot of that too. Okay, I think I, I think I can make out what you said though, um, unless you want to repeat it really quickly for others.
2: So, so let me do this. I, I turned off my video. Apparently that helps from time yeah. to time. Um, I, I, I think it would be wise for us to put the issue of Alfresco dining, the R street corridor on a future agenda so we could discuss that and determine if the commission itself um, has an opinion that or a recommendation that we'd like to pass along to the city council. I have heard a lot of complaints about that there are a lot of people um, who are upset that uh, that the city has done that, and I I think we should consider whether or not this Commission should weigh in on that.
0: Great yeah Thank you so much, so I um, think what we need to do, looking back at our Commission log process (laughs) is. um. You need, to, and I don't know if this needs to be provided right now or if you could be submitted to staff after the meeting. But um, in order for it to be included in the law, you have to have an item title, a question to be answered, or a specific request, uh, commission duty. So, which of the seven identified um, duties does this um, request respond to? And then, how does it respond to the active transportation statement on equity? So, my question is for Jennifer: Does Commissioner Hop, need to provide that in
4: advance of today's meeting, or can he send it to you after? So if um, it needs to be brought up tonight as the question of whether or not the commissioner would like to have it on the log. Then I'm I'm amenable to Commissioner Hop sending that to me in the next week, answering that there are four questions that need to be answered. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is I add it to the log, and next month, Mm -hmm. you all vote whether or not you accept the log so it's not on the log until you all vote on it so then it can be heard the, it can be heard earliest in october yes okay that's the process <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i know i had to like, like even reading it i'm like am i still getting this quite right okay well then commissioner hop if you are open to doing that work um i know i would i'd be in support of that um so yeah i think that, that's the direction. Um, if we want to move forward with uh, discussing um, these types of projects in the future. Um, uh, Commissioner Harris.
5: Yes, Chair. Um, you were discussing the subcommittee's proposals for transformational projects, and I'm wondering if the um, forced pilot study of alfresco dieting might be um, a great transformational thing to discuss um and might be a place that um we could actually implement some thoughts and change about how these processes you know can be beneficial but also um lessons learned
0: Mm -hmm.
5: obviously um such as community involvement
0: definitely yeah it is something that i think we could look at um you know i know our commission did hear a good presentation uh, when we last met uh, around the El Fresco Dining and all of us um, were in support of it at that time. Um, I, I don't recall. I guess I was
5: thinking more specifically on, on the um, transition of roads to um, seating. That some, yeah, that we've tried a couple different formats that maybe this is something that we should dive into in this report on. You were looking for transformational yeah. ideas.
0: No, totally. Definitely. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Brando.
5: Uh Thank you, Chair. I just wanted to chime in and second that. I think we can cover it in the uh, report um, and talk about some of the potential challenges or opportunities about that. I think from what I understood about that project is that um, staff had a lot of conversations with p but not necessarily the pub- like, general public about that. Um, so perhaps a recommendation would be to uh, include that as a part of the process. Yes. Yeah,
0: thank you, Commissioner Grant. Okay. Oh, Commissioner Hine? Never mind. No, okay. (laughs) Okay, sorry about that. I was like, uh, what happened? You were gone, you were there and then you were gone. Um, Okay, all right. Well, I really appreciate uh, all of your comments this evening. Um, The last item is public comments, matters not on the agenda. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments, matters not on the agenda?
1: Yes, Chair, I do have five hands raised for matters not on the agenda. The first speaker is Dan Allison. I'm giving you the ability to speak.
12: Thank you. Um, Due to the late hour, I'll be really brief about these items and not provide any detail on them. Um, Some of you have heard them before and some of you have not. And let me say that this is not directed at a any particular staff members or any particular commissioners. It's directed more process. Um, I was there um, when SACBAC back split um, county and city and it was my suggestion that it split because the county was dragging the city down Um, and I had a vision and so did many other people that um, the city entity whatever it was to be would provide passionate leadership um, for what was then just bicycling now active transportation. I haven't really seen that happen. I'm disappointed. Um, I think the city needs to combine and update the pedestrian master plan and the bicycle master plan into an active transportation plan and it should ask council for funding and or encourage staff to submit a planning grant for that. Um, I believe that the ATC chair should set the agenda in collaboration with other commissioners and staff. I believe that um, ATC must take on monitoring of the Vision Zero program. Um, It seems other than the projects that have been submitted, um, it seems to have faded away. There's no discussion of it. um, And nobody else seems to be paying attention to it. So I think the ATC needs to. And uh, lastly, ATC should be talking to the council, um, either directly or by submitting letters on a regular basis, not just once a year, and that's all. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. The next hand raise is Brian Henry. I'm giving you the ability to speak.
15: Hey, um, there's a a new apartment building opening up at 65th and Folsom, light rail station, and uh, it's still under construction, but the footpaths have just been opened a couple of weeks ago, and there's a brand new um, traffic signal uh, between it and the kind of grocery outlet parking lot, um, and it is the light remains red for pedestrians. Uh, so, um, I just think the whoever's in charge of the traffic signals in the city uh, isn't doing it with a pedestrian focus, anyway. So, like, where the pedestrian light should be green, it's you know it's red. It's, it's a simple thing, but uh, but I think it displays the priorities, and maybe you could have a word with somebody in that department uh and uh, also at the 65th light rail station i know you guys aren't SACORT, but maybe you could like pressure them because i think this is important uh the display just doesn't work and i think that might be across the city but um i think to encourage people to use public transport more uh kind of having that information available is a, a, a big enabler and sac T don't seem to care uh so yeah that's all thanks
1: thank you for your comment the next speaker i have is steve i'm giving you the ability to speak
6: all right hi uh i just wanted to say that i heard the word transparency a lot i really like that uh and i like the fact that this is all online and uh, neighbors in my community and my neighborhood can look at this uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Commissioner Heim asked a question and uh, Ms. Wyant uh, alluded to it uh, concerning the pocket uh, parkway uh, and funding. Uh, so far there actually has been no funding for the pocket parkway. What was approved and Ms. Wyant made reference to was a $700,000 engineering analysis and PR firm uh, program that was out of the general fund Uh, that the city council approved and uh, in words of transparency the engineering analysis uh, was not able to occur because they would have to access private property and people weren't allowing them to so they are using the cover of the federal sacramento river east levy project uh, to gain access to those people's properties so there's no transparency with uh, the city's engineering analysis the reason i know this i talked to the engineers Uh, on a daily basis on the levy Uh, and then the other idea is the best use of money was brought up by a couple people including a couple public comments Uh, part of that $700,000 is to hire a PR firm to try and sell the project so I'm not sure that if a project needs a PR firm to be hired that it's the best use of money thank you
1: thank you for your comment the next person is Matt Anderson
12: Hello,
17: everyone. I'm back. I just wanted to say thank you for Commissioner Hout and uh, the rest of the commission for putting that item back on the agenda. Um, A few quick other comments while I have time. Uh, First one of those is on funding. Uh, It's really unfortunate that we are tied to grant funding, but uh, it seems our ability to get grants is really based on our staff capacity. And uh, given that, it seems like it would make the most sense to get as many Jennifer Donlin Wyants as we can into our budget. Uh, and I think everybody here would appreciate having as many prayers as we can. Uh, so, in that vein, I'm wondering if the commission is going to be weighing in on the mid-year budget update that's happening in a couple of months, or if they're going to be weighing in on the budget process next uh, budget cycle. Uh, and if not, why not? Uh, question two. Time is in essence um, the climate. The draft climate action plan uh, went to council on Tuesday, and the uh, active transportation was uh, lackluster at best uh, is the commission going to be weighing in on that um and then on a you know in agreement with dan allison again on a very somber note uh three pedestrians have been hit and killed insect in and around sacramento in the last week actually since last friday alone um so just a reminder that everything you're doing is extremely important and literally life and death for some folks so please don't stop advocating Uh, And as loud and forcefully as you can, and thank you for all you're doing.
1: Thank you for your comment. The next speaker I have is from Saba. Hi,
16: everybody. It's Deb Banks again. Um, I would love to um, double down on what the prior speaker just said. I was in chambers on Tuesday night and did speak to the bicycle master plan and the pedestrian master plan as part of the climate um, work, given that those plans are old and are not taking into consideration our new focus, which is long overdue on equity, plus our climate issues, plus the changes in mobility given um, the pandemic, et cetera. It seems like it's really ripe for um, a a revisit, uh, an update, And then um, implementation. I'd be really interested in seeing, as we go farther down the road, the intersection of the Bicycle Master Plan and the Transportation Priorities Plan. How do those all sync up? If everything was done in those hundreds of millions of dollars, would the Bicycle Master Plan be implemented? The dollar figure on that was close to half a billion on Tuesday night, and that seems like a whole lot of money, but a lot cheaper than building the Southeast connector, and some of the other um, you know, road infrastructures, uh, projects that are probably um, you know, getting ready to be on the books. Finally, uh, with my last few seconds, I will also iterate that the R Street closure and, um, and then reopening um, is difficult to swallow and pay attention to because if any of you've been there, then you know how many people were actively using it with bicycling and walking, etc. cetera. I know that the Parklet program is going through some new streamlining, and it would be fantastic for the Active Transportation Commission and or public works folks in Jennifer's um, place of work, her crew could intersect with those guys in order to make it as streamlined and as successful as it could be in the future. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your comment. Chair, I have no other speakers with their hand raised for this item. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And again, I really, really appreciate um, everyone calling in this evening um, and sharing your your ideas and recommendations with us. Um, I think this is probably one of our best attended meetings uh, in my time as chair. So it's really um, great to see so many folks calling in and engaged and and sharing your ideas with us. Um, I do have a hand from Commissioner Heim. Was going to close this out? You usually like to be done at eight, but if you want to go
11: for it. I just want to plug Jennifer real quick because um, I definitely like to be done at eight um, for the people that are still left. I, we know we love Jennifer and we do need many Jennifers, as she mentioned at the top of the hour. If you um, some of you guys seem very knowledgeable, if you're um, savvy and want to be a part of the ta- transportation team, please apply for two positions that she has available. She has mentioned them earlier and that they're up and ready for you to apply.
0: All right, I'm done. That was all. (laughs) That was wonderful. Yeah, thanks for that additional plug. Um, Okay, everyone. Well, this concludes today's agenda. Thank you for your participation. Uh, This meeting is adjourned. Thanks.
3: Bye,